In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world we'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home this is military mom talk radio and here are your hosts sandra beck and robin boyd Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd today, and we have got a great show, Robin. I just love the topic today. I do, too. We have just so much to share, so much to talk about today. This is exciting. We, just a busy, busy time of year for everybody, isn't it? It is a busy time of year, and I think I'm most happy um, about this because, you know, the guest we have today is an expert in positive psychology, and mm-hmm. the things that I'm seeing happening in the military with the treatment of PTSD um, are really going, in some respects, above and beyond the call of duty uh, for what's been traditionally done in the past. You know, we've done traditional therapies, we've done chemical therapies in the treatment of PTSD, and what I'm learning now is that there are new opportunities opening up, and I'm hearing it from our service members and their families, you know, through operations like, well, Operation Gratitude and um, uh, Higher Ground and some people that are doing really outstanding work. Um, But the area of positive psychology that's really coming to the forefront, which is something that hasn't really been used before with PTSD, especially, you know, with battle fatigue and combat stress and what did they call it in the Vietnam War? Shell shock or was that World War II? Um, Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. It was no matter which war you're talking about, it was it was an issue that everybody wanted to just not face, not not uh, admit that this it was a weakness, which is not true. And I think that was the the uh, difficulty of overcoming the fact that no, no, these these. All of these people are experiencing something that has altered their lives. And to be able to move on, having had this experience is something that you're, you're always going to have this with you. It's not going to, like, erase it out of your mind. You're going to still have it with you, but it's going to be a part of you. And how you move forward with something else a part of you um, is is what just needs to be addressed and helped not only the individual but their families. So Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. and I look at Rob, you know, I've talked to so many service members and their families, you know, coming back and you know, and everybody comes back from an experience like this different and the families yep. all experience it differently. You know, and I'm hoping maybe that, you know, someday in the near future we won't call it post traumatic stress disorder or syndrome or any of these things. It'll be like, hey, this is what happens to everybody in varying 
varying degrees. So absolutely, to me, it feels normal. You know, you take a, you know, you take a young man or a young woman or a family member, and you pressure cook them and you put them in extreme mm-hmm. circumstances like war. You know, why on earth would we expect us to come back? You know, it's like. I think of girls. It's like we don't have a bad haircut. (laughs) We have an issue, yes. Well, I know policemen have um, these as well. We have a friend who is on a police force, and they do have uh, sessions that they can attend in order to um, help them process things that they are seeing in their field. So um, it's it's definitely um, something that we all have now realized that there there is something to uh, work through and we're doing it together and we're giving our people the most um, the biggest support that we possibly can and I think that's so important I do and I'm so proud of you know people like Carolyn Vlashek of Operation Gratitude and mm-hmm. Lisa Cypress came in who is our guest today of Harvesting Happiness for Heroes and you know Everybody that's lending a hand. I think of Fuzzy Manning. I think of just, mm-hmm. you know, all these different people coming forth with a new, you know, just giving it their all with a new technique, you know, so we keep refining. We keep, you know, trying to do the best we can for our troops and our families. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, does it work? Does it not work? You know, that's not for us to decide. The mm-hmm. the whole thing that I hope comes away from today's show and any show that we do with PTSD is that we recognize it, we honor it, we acknowledge it, we treat it, and we give our 100% efforts, you know, to a lot of this stuff that we still don't really understand. That's right. And you know, it, you're wanna, right. It oh, is ahead. different. I was just going to say it is different individual to individual. Just like um, as an educator needs to learn a various amount of um, reading methods, every child doesn't respond to the same reading method in elementary school. So why should um, one treatment be universal? It, it can't be. So you, we're going to talk probably a lot more about this with Lisa when we have her. Join us Absolutely. in a few minutes. Well, and you've got some cool things. Let's. Uh, you. I want to go to Opgrat next because Opgrat right. is one of my favorite things. And then we're going to bring on Doris Rivas Brecky with some really cool stuff about you know getting your kids back to school. Oh, it's that time of year, isn't it? It's it so is. exciting. I got well, my own school supplies for me. <laughs> I get so excited. I got new markers. I got a folder. I was so excited. Oh well, I saw today the blog is out. Operation Gratitude is starting to get up for their holiday drive and their 2011 fall winter scarf project is going to be up and running starting in really my office here that they are there. ready for them in fact their first assembly day for care packages is going to be on Saturday October 15th so if it takes you a month or so to, to make a scarf no, now's no. the time to start <laughs> I got a whole box of them right here. I just crawled in the back of my closet. They've been sitting here for almost, you know, a year. I'm going to well, put them next to the box, Robin. i got to ship to you with your belly dancing scarves in it and get all this out to where it needs to go. Well, Opgrat is just awesome. In fact, they are hoping that um, this fall – whoops, I just went to click on um, – on my uh, in my internet here, because I wanted to pull up the page. Their uh, packages to date uh, count six hundred seventy-five thousand 
915 to be exact. Their website is operationgratitude.com or you can click on opgratitude.com and please find them on Facebook. Their uh, Facebook call name is Operation Gratitude. So check them out on Facebook, click them, like them, and do um, go to their website because you will find more information about this um, scarf project and all of their holiday packaging um, projects that are coming up. That is so great, Robin. That is so great. And you know what? I probably would have forgotten that box of scarves that was donated to Military Mom Talk Radio last year if you hadn't <laughs> brought that up on the show. Well, I'll be bringing a little more about Upgrad as the weeks come, but I did want to, like I say, if anybody is doing any knitting or crocheting and they want to do this, now's the time to get Oh, and they will take donations of yarn, too, by the way. They do have, in fact, the blog was darling. They were talking about this, these little gals, and I know we've got to talk say hi to Doris here, but they've got some little gals down in Florida who just knit away, but they haven't got enough money to buy yarn. So um, they will definitely take donations of skeins of yarn. Well, and the scarves that I have, i got to tell you, they're so cool because they're they're scraps of fleece that were bought yes. in the discount bin, yes. and they're sewed and finished. I took a picture. We're going to post it after the show. Great. I took a picture of them, and they're fleeced on one side, and then they're these cool, you know, again, cami fabric on the other side, and they're about, I don't know, three feet long, and they're about four or five inches wide, you know, so they roll up really small and can travel nicely. But, so um, awesome. You and know, these- they're made from fabric scraps. That's exactly it, yeah. And they, they do know that uh, even though we're sweating here, we know that the guys over overseas are just going to need these very, very soon. So we're oh, going to want to send those out. You know, where yes, it's so it, cold yes. on those mountainsides, and they're all right. up there freezing. Right, right. Let's say hi to Doris. What has she got for us today? Hi, thank you. Sandra Hi, Doris. How are Hi. you? Welcome. Hi, Doris. Wonderful to have you again with us this week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so can I report my little I want to hear what you have to report. <laughs> For all of you military moms out there, here is some news. That's world news in 120 seconds, give or take. Ready, set, shot. <laughs> go, go, baby, go. 77 million American children are heading back to school this week, and that means $68 billion will be spent on clothes, uniforms, supplies, and other important school items. This is the second biggest sale date of the year, second only. Wait, 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 wait. How much money? <laughs> $68 billion, that's with a B. Dollars. Wait, $68 billion, billion dollars is going to be spent this week on back-to-school clothes, school supplies, and crap. That's yes, what I'm I hearing. I am yes, choking. Ma'am. Okay. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Second only to Christmas. Oh. Wow. Yep, yep. And on top of this news, everything on your school buying list has gone up 10% plus across the board. But according to ABC World News, bargains can be found but they are hard to find, so here are some tips to follow in these tough economic times. First, start shopping at dollar stores because you will find some of those items that you need at the dollar stores and not anywhere else, not even Walmart for a dollar. Second, check your child's clothes that are in the closet and see if you can take out seams, hems, fix buttons, and maybe jazz them up a little bit, you know, with imagination. Third, Check out consignment stores. There you'll find big brand names 
for big percentages off. And fourth, most importantly, if there is anything on that list that is considered not essential item, wait to shop for a couple of weeks or a month because anything that doesn't sell the first sale week will be drastically reduced. Now, after I presented this story to Sandra and her hearing the amount of the American parents will be spending the $68 billion that I just talked about, Sandra asked me to look up some interesting numbers, such as the gross national product of third world countries. You know what, Doris? We're going to go to break, and when we come back from break, we're going to talk about this unbelievable amount of money spent on school supplies. We're going to bring on Lisa Cypress-Kamen for her Harvesting Happiness for Heroes. So stay tuned. We're going to pick this up after the break. Got it. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. I love it. Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen know it. Join these soul sisters on toginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. Showcases two sides. One, to help entrepreneurs showcase their products and tell their story of their happily ever after. And two, to interview people who have realized their own fairy tale and doing something to benefit others. This show is here to help folks who have an idea and want to get it off the ground, as well as to inspire people to make the world a better place by doing something extraordinary or out of the box to help others. Both of these entrepreneurs have their own businesses and websites. With more information on their passions and successes, first for Debbie, Fairy Tale wishesinc.com and for Diana the next big zing.com believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true with the soul sisters Debbie Glickman and Diana Cohen on toginet.com the trick to getting published with your host Florence Blake Friday nights at 9 8 central on toginet.com Flo has seen it, done it, and now can share from her experiences as a newspaper staff reporter, feature writer, freelance editor, and college writing instructor. And now Flo has authored a system whereby her students enjoy a 90% success rate in attaining publication of their manuscripts for the first time. In just four years, she has over 800 of her own articles published in national magazines, newspapers, and anthologies. Author of several books, including the powerful memoir, The Sicilian Nobleman's Daughter, Florence has advised and edited professors, deans, PhDs, and hundreds of students' writings before submission. And now it's your turn. Join us Friday nights with your questions. Most of Flo's students say they've learned much and thoroughly enjoyed the journey. It's The Trick to Getting Published with your host, Flo Blake. Friday nights at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Help the sound, put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. 
Hey, military moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd and our reporter on the streets, Doris Rivas Brecky, who has come <laughs> to us with just an unbelievable number. Doris, can you repeat that for our listeners? $68 billion will be spent on school items this week in the United States of America. That's insane. I mean, I love our country more than anything, but that's just insane. I mean, Robin, I was looking up on the Internet, Ethiopia's gross national product, which means everything Ethiopia sends out in a calendar year is $77 billion, which is roughly, you know, close to that $68 billion. Yeah, it's $10 billion off, but, yes, yes. but Honduras rings in at $27 billion, so like 2.3 times what we're spending this week on crap, you know, in, in their calendar year. Yeah. In a calendar year. In a calendar year. year. Well, and how about Nicaragua? You know, of course, they don't have the drug trade on here, but um, in Nicaragua, they have $14 billion. I know. I'm just, you know, if I'm going to go to hell, I might as well go on a handbasket. But $14 billion for the year. So Nicaragua has to pump out drugs aside for, like, Five years to cover what we're going to spend as over-consuming Americans for our overindulged children, mine included, um, in one week to start school. There's, There's something really wrong. Yeah, yeah. You know, your schools what, are your schools out there getting the uh, tablets or the Kindles for for some of it, more probably for high school. Uh, have they started that out there yet? Kindles and, and, and iPads? Yep. I don't have an iPad. Why yeah. would I give my high school student an iPad? I'm no, the school, some of the school districts are now replacing all of their textbooks with a, a Kindle or a Kindle-like product. I don't know exactly what brand they're using, but they, in lieu of spending the hundreds of dollars on the textbooks that they are, they're just buying the license for the textbook to load into um, the Kindle. So. Okay, well, kind of I get the trees. You know, we're saving trees. Yep. We're reducing our carbon footprint, you know. But, I mean, for crying out loud, you know, what parent has, you know, 150 bucks to drop on an electronic the, device? No, the school, the school districts provide them. You, they, you sign oh. out the Kindle while, instead of signing out your history book. Oh, okay. Well, that and then you return it better. back. You return the Kindle back. And, of course, obviously, if the kid wrecks the Kindle, then the, the mom has to pay for it. But you'd have to pay 80 or 90 bucks for that history book. So what's the difference, you know? All right, all right, all right. I stand corrected on that. I'm going to be <laughs> mad because, Doris, you've got another fact here. Yes. Which is equal to the mortgage of my cousin Jen's house. Probably. Um, Should I whip it out? Yeah, whip it out. What's okay. the average American family spend? Well, this, the, these go back, these uh, numbers I'm going to give you go back to the third world countries because it, it just kind of makes everything outrageous when you hear what we're doing. But the World Bank classifies third world countries into four categories, high income, upper middle income, lower middle income, and low income. Uh, uh, high income in a third world country per year is $9,200. The upper middle income is between $2,900 and $9,265 a year. The lower middle income is between $756 to $2,900, and the low income for per year for a person or whatever, you know, a family, $756 per year. And the average American family this week is going to spend $606 on clothes and school essentials per child this year. 
I'm sure you have something to say about that. Oh, you know I do. <laughs> oh, you know I do. $606 on clothes that are going to get ripped, school supplies that are going to get lost. You know, that's just, that's insanity. I mean, I know I'm cheap. I'm cheap as hell. And no, I, you're not. You know, oh, no, yeah, I yeah. am. Yeah, I am. I don't want to spend my hard-earned money. It's like when I look at what I earn, this represents my time away from my kids and my family to pay for these bills. So I will go in and shop the dollar stores. I will shop Ross, which is our local discount. I'll go to the clearance in Target. I bought the kids' backpacks last year on L.L. Bean when they went down to like $15, you know, because they're great products. But, you know, my hard-earned dollars don't get given away because they represent time away from my family. But $600 on clothes and other school essentials per child this year, I spent less than 100 on both of my kids or 200 on both of my kids, which means somebody out there is spending double, then I'll get off my high horse and bring on our guest, but that's just crazy. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Oh, Robin, anything before we bring on our guests and become positive with positive? Stuff? My kids are are far older, and so I'm not in this econ- shopping in this economy. I'm fortunate, but you know what, Lisa, Lisa's kids are are. Let's let's get Lisa in on the on the conversation. Lisa Cypress came in. Tell me something positive, Lisa. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi, ladies. How how are your children, Lisa, faring with getting ready for school? Well, we have Get Your Stuff Day on Mm -hmm. Wednesday, right after, well, actually, while I'm doing the radio show, and I have a friend that's taking them over there to get them started, and I I was debating, do I give them cash, do I give them a credit card, or do I do nothing and let them have a dry shop? At school. You know, where they go and 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 they look at the stuff, but they don't get to buy it. So my kids are faring fine. But uh, we haven't started yet with the whole shopping spree for school. That's coming this weekend. It is hard to know what kids really, truly need. Obviously, children grow, and they can't be going to school with capri-like pants in in November. Well, I suppose they could if they had to. But Well, in California, um, you can. Yeah, that's true. In California, you can. But if we have a snowstorm in October, which we do out here, kids do need to have some some warmer clothes. So the shoes, they do outgrow the shoes. They they do outgrow the pants. And sometimes girls do change over the summer, just like boys can kind of change over the summer. So sometimes those changes have to be dealt with. Sometimes you have to. But on the other hand, um, it's really it's really really hard to know what they really do need versus what they're trying to keep up with the with the um with the style set true well, and, you know true. i try to be sensitive you know as i go through my rants with this stuff but you know when i was little i remember i had to use these stupid nesbit notebooks because you know we had nothing growing up my family was was not with means and you know my mom sewed some of our clothes our dresses and you know my dad would bring home these notebooks that were given by uh, you know, like giving away at conferences, giving away things, and he would bring those home, and those would be the notebooks we use. And, you know, when I formed my company, Motherhood, the first thing I did was go out and buy these rockin' cool pink notebooks, you know, with the insert cover <laughs> and, you know, all these great you know, for me, there were school supplies for my business, but I, I had so much fun doing that, so I can't begrudge the kids wanting to do it. I still have the scars from, you know, the Nesbit white notebooks. I try to sticker the spine so you wouldn't see the company name on it. Um, <laughs> you know, so I realized that I have some scars carrying forward with that, but, uh, you know, part of the fun of going back to school is getting school supplies, so who am I to judge? 
Well, that makes the kids happy, and that's what we want to talk about right now. <laughs> we want to make everyone feel, feel happy. Uh, Lisa, you, you do every week have such a wonderful show. You have had so many people on that are just so inspirational, but Uh-oh. I've lost connection. Are we still on the air? Does anybody know? I hear you back. Okay. Well, we're going to keep talking, assuming that we can be on the air. Uh, Robin, I don't know if we still have Lisa Cypress-Kamen, but, you know, why don't we talk about some of the uh, guests that she's had on her show that have to do with uh, positive psychology and the treatment of PTSD and uh, harvesting happiness for heroes. Well, I don't think we have Robin. Do we have Lisa Kamen? Yes, Sandra okay. Beck, you have Lisa Kamen. I, I'm here. You know, I think if you could have one of us for a few minutes at a time, it may be okay. I think as the guest, yes. <laughs> I think it's a great thing to have you on. <laughs> so, Lisa, why don't you talk about, let's talk about Harvesting Happiness for Heroes first, because I don't know if our listeners, I mean, we've had you on, I think, a year ago, and uh, Harvesting Happiness for Heroes was just starting, so why don't you bring it up to date? Okay. Well, it's, first of all, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be with you on the air and off the air, and a great pleasure to chat about Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, which is a pending 501c3 nonprofit corporation dedicated to using the positive psychology tools to work with our returning military personnel and their family members who are experiencing challenges with combat stress. And I use the words combat stress as an umbrella for post-traumatic stress disorder, traumatic brain injury, and other uh, post-deployment civilian life reintegration issues. That was Now, enough. Lisa, what is positive psychology? Because that's something, you know, I hear it a lot. I see it on the Internet. What does that even mean? Well, many of us, when we think of psychology, we think of analysis, especially if we haven't really gone to counseling or had experience with a therapist or counselor. We think about why I do what I do and how does it tie back to my past and how can I fix it? And this is perfectly normal. Most people think of psychology in this way. Um, but positive psychology does it a little bit differently. It doesn't negate all of the masters and all of the experts in the field of psychology. But what it adds into the mix is instead of focusing on what's wrong with life, on all the time and energy we put into anticipating what we believe could go wrong, and I often say irrationally believe that could go wrong, to what is right with life, and how can I use the good things in life to help move me to where I want to be when an issue arises. So, so in 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 a family, you know that's that's having reintegration issues, you know, somebody, meaning somebody goes on deployment, comes back, or they come back with PTSD or maybe some sort of injury like a TBI or things like that. What does that mean to the service member's family, the, you know, positive psychology? Like how would they frame it in their own mind um, to, to ask for help or to seek information? Well, in a uh, more conventional uh, therapeutic setting, the soldier would go and seek help from a clinician at the VA or their doctor. They'd be often given medication, which there's certainly nothing wrong with medication. And in most instances where people are really seeking help, they may medically warrant it. 
But what happens when the service... You know what, Lisa, I hate to cut you off. I'm sorry, yep. I didn't catch the time. We're going to pick this up after the break. Lisa's going to talk about what you guys need to know about positive psychology in reintegration issues and the treatment of PTSD. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Attention parents and teachers. Here is a series of alarming yet true facts about the current state of teaching reading in the United States. The federal government has spent close to half a trillion dollars to improve reading ability, and yet we still have over 8 million students who cannot read on grade level. 440,000 students who have a total reading vocabulary of 50 words or less, and a national dropout rate of one new student every 26 seconds. Sadly, one of these could be yours. Fortunately, it's not too late to help. Introducing The Reading Show with Dr. Joe. A fast-paced, highly informative, easy-to-listen-to show led by nationally recognized reading authority, Dr. Joe Lakovich. For more on Joe on the show, check out his website, failurefreeonline.com. Listen in this week to learn amazingly simple ways to turn this problem around. The Reading Show with Dr. Joe. With your host, Dr. Joe Lakovich. Fridays at 10 a.m. Central on toginet.com. This is a no-brainer. This is about saving money. It's extreme couponing in an everyday world. And it's on Toginet, Fridays at 11 a.m. Eastern, noon Central, with your hosts, Joni Deemer and Heather Wheeler. These crazy coupon ladies have been seen on TLC, The Today Show, Reader's Digest, In Touch, and so much more. Check out their website, the crazy spelled with a K, couponlady.com. Then join Heather Wheeler and Joni Deemer as these crazy coupon ladies show you how to find coupons and stack them for huge savings. How to make passers-by gape at your cart full of groceries you purchased for 75% off retail. Extreme Couponing will give you the confidence to strut down the aisles and flaunt your coupons and maybe even wear high heels to the grocery store. It's Extreme Couponing in an everyday world with your hosts, Joni Deemer and Heather Wheeler. Every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern and 12 noon Central on toginet.com. There ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Welcome back, Military Moms. This is Robin Boyd here on Military Mom Talk Radio. Sandra and I are just having a great time with our wonderful guest, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Her show is here on Toganet. You'll find her at 9 a.m. Um, on Wednesdays on the Pacific Coast or noontime if you're out here with me on the East Coast. And um, you're also on Facebook, Lisa. You are on Twitter. You have a couple of blogs that we should probably make sure we get out there. Uh, we want people to find um, HH the number four and spell out heroes.org and we also have harvesting happiness talk radio.com among others right lisa 
Yes, in, indeed. And, and shortly we will be launching a new website that will act as a portal for all of this so it won't be so spread out on the Internet what we're doing. Definitely. Because we're doing a lot to um, really bring positive psychology tools to the forefront for use with the military, specifically returning military personnel and their families. Mm-hmm. Now, um, we were tra- just before the break talking about that impact, that positive psychology does have specifically to some of the people reintegrating. And why don't you continue? Um, we, we had to go to break. Um, let's talk a little bit more about that. Well, first of all, I want to say or clarify that positive psychology is not a philosophy of, of, of the world. It actually is a science. And it has been through um, scrupulous peer review in controlled studies through the, the uh, psychology community. And it really is about focusing on what is right with life. We, we recognize that things can go wrong. They do go wrong, that trauma and adversity happen to all of us at some point in time in our lives. And then the response to that or the resiliency is what becomes the issue. How do we relate to ourselves and relate to one another when we are confronted with a catastrophe? And positive psychology looks towards a more positive model for um, renewal and rehabilitation and therapy than responding from a place of negativity or analysis. It looks to harvest strengths. And I remember a person on your show, and I don't recall who uh, pointed this out, but the term harvesting happiness really is a very operative word in your brand. Um, the fact that harvesting happiness has to begin with you personally. You have to reap it, and, and that's a very important uh, term. I believe so, and I also believe, you know, the moniker or the name Harvesting Happiness also provokes people. You know, I work with a lot of soldiers, and a lot of them have many, many issues, and they love you know, sort of getting my goat or, or taunting me to talk about happiness or what I call the, the happyology, you know, that we think mm-hmm. of the yellow smiley face. And when I explain to them that, you know, I'm glad you asked. I'm glad that the question came to your mind about that because really what we're talking about is living a, a, a happier life, a more joyful, fulfilled life where we thrive, where we flourish, where hope and optimism can be present. And indeed, it can be present even in the most difficult circumstances. You have done many workshops. Um, one you just did not too, too long ago um, at uh, Kripalu out here on the East Coast, and you've got something coming up on sun, in Sundance. What, what are some of the processes that you might begin? You have got some people who have some very challenging things that they need to um, process. How, how do you go about deciding what, is the, uh, what are options for these people to begin their, their journey home? And I'm saying that journey uh, metaphorically. Yes, I, I, I understand. Um, First of all, I tell people, or I often 
acknowledge people who are going through difficulties with combat stress, that their emotions, the rage, the in many cases, the addiction, the uh, suicidal and homicidal thoughts that can come about from combat stress and the anxiety and the agitation and forgetfulness and um, other issues that often um, are mirrored in traumatic brain injury situations, mm-hmm. that these are normal, that these things happen we go through trauma, we have um, uh, a set of circumstances that present themselves and that they're normal. The responses that they're having actually make them human and very courageous. Yes. Yeah. So it's working from the reverse. Instead of saying that what they're experiencing is bad, it's mm-hmm. saying what they're experiencing is normal and congratulations, you're normal. And now what? How do, you want, how do you want to live your life? Most people want to live it joyfully. If you ask anybody, you know, even the most curmudgeon person, <laughs> you know, they will say that they, they, they just want to be happy. They may not be able to get there on their own because they lack the tools, they lack the training, but most people walking this earth have a primal urge to live joyfully. And I think, isn't it true, so many times the, the stereotypical soldier is going to do it on his own and it's very difficult for them to assume that assistance to, to get through um, this next phase of, of, their, of their lives. Uh, and that must be difficult to get through that shell, that, that sort of shell that they must put up. Well, they think, you know, here I am, and in most cases they're men, but women are also, you know, equally as susceptible and even exactly. more so um, to, to combat stress. But the men will say, you know, I, I can control my body. Why can't I control my mind? Why can't I control That's my so thoughts? Good. Why can't yeah. I control my depression? And the reality of it is none of us operate as an island. We, we need to reach out for help. There are mm-hmm. tools available. And most of the time we will find our way home from this kind of experience. If we get, if we get good services and we can overcome the stigma that we often impose on ourselves that reaching out for help somehow makes us weak. Well, we need help changing a tire. We can't just lift the side of the car and change a tire. We need Jack to do it. So I suppose why can't we reach out for that Jack to support us while we're, we're working on personal issues as well. Indeed. Indeed. And, and this is where I think positive psychology is very helpful. It does not take the place of medication where medication is warranted. It does not take the place of addiction rehabilitation where that is warranted. It is an adjunct that is very, very powerful. We have groups that we've been running and the men really, um, in these groups in particular, the ones that I'm in now, they say, you know, when I'm more connected, when I'm plugged in, I feel more intimate with the, the world around me, and mm-hmm. I am more joyful. And they say, is, is that normal? And I said, I think you just answered your own question. There, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that must be such a revelation in that they, they are saying, oh, it's that simple. <laughs> it's really okay to do this. And then, they, then I think that's where the new, um, the new life begins. Uh, that's just, and how, I do want to ask, how do you integrate family members into this process? Because obviously their family must be necessary to, to be in this evolution. 
This is a great question. And uh, uh, oftentimes the family members, I do work with family members and I did um, a very mini workshop, small workshop for the Wounded Warrior Project for the caregivers. They had their spouses come for a retreat weekend uh, a few months ago. And the women, because they were primarily women caregivers, Mm -hmm. said, you know, um, this is amazing to be able to have these tools to see that not only are our loved ones uh, coming home to a new normal, but we are not those same people either. You know, that when there's a, a deployment or multiple deployments of a loved one, and as is the case in these recent wars, that person comes home very, very different. But the mm-hmm. caregiver who has taken on the role of running the household, parenting at both as mother and father, um, taking over fi- financial responsibility where they may not have always done so, they are a very different person as well, and their growth process needs to be acknowledged. So the, these these coaching tools work both sides of the equation. It's not just for the soldier, for the warrior, but the spouse and the children as well, because it's important to pass on a positive legacy. You know, much like uh, Holocaust survivors, they say it takes two to three generations for that survivor mentality to dissipate. Well, if you sort of project that out onto the hundreds and thousands of soldiers that we have coming home from service today, 25% of them, let's say, is the published amount that the government is willing to wow. acknowledge has combat stress issues. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's a lot of children that also, yeah. and family members that need to be um, aware that there are tools and resources available to make adjustments to this new normal. Well, and, you know, 25%, honestly, you know, from what we've heard on different radio shows, Rob, you can back me this up. We've yeah. heard it from, you know, a couple of nurses and people who are actually in treatment centers saying it's as high as 75%. So we can go from high to low and everybody in between can figure it out because it really doesn't matter what the statistics are when it happens to you or your service member or your family member. It doesn't matter the percentage. This is a great point, Stan. And I was giving this sort of the government, the government statistic. Um, oh, sure, sure. Yes, and, I've seen that. I, you know, it, it is definitely uh, a much higher statistic than that. But what is the government to do when it has hundreds of thousands of people coming home and is not sort of tooled up properly to handle the problem? And it is a problem, and it will be an epidemic. Absolutely. It will be. It already is. It already is. You know, I have so many friends in the service, um, and I see and I talk to them, you know, and they come back. And, you know, the one thing that I want to say, and, you know, some people know this, if it's your first deployment, you can expect it, but every deployment is different. You know, you can, your family changes, people grow and change. Your kids are different from a deployment two years ago. You know, they've grown up two two years later. So um, we need a lot of help to help our service member and our their families, and this is why we're here on Military Mom Talk Radio. My name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host along with Robin Boyd. We want to thank our uh, lady on the street, Doris Rivas Brecky, who's also a former service member, for giving me a rant to rant today. <laughs> now you can check us out. You can check us out on iTunes. We're available now in France and Germany. I heard we're available in Japan. We'll see. Um, but uh, go to militarymomtalkradio.com. Go to iTunes under Military Mom Talk radio when we come back from the break we're going to have more great information from harvesting happiness for heroes lisa cypress cayman
Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Ready for the most current feel-good gossip? Then check out Daytime with Donna with your host, Donna Intercastle. And sidekick Nina Fry. Every Friday afternoon at 2, 1 Central on toginet.com. Donna is a charismatic, market-driven entrepreneur who was part of the team that founded iVillage.com, which is the largest content-driven community for women today. Donna and Nina are here to empower you, motivate you, and encourage you in all aspects of your life. It's like Oprah on the radio. Plus, your chance to win great prizes, all the way up to a $500 Visa gift card. For more on Donna Intracasso, check out her website, introinc.com. Then join us for the show, Daytime with Donna, with your host, Donna Intracasso, and sidekick Nina Fry. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Information is power, the power to change your life. So be here for education to excellence. Some of the most valuable information you may ever receive will be shared with you 7 p.m. Eastern every Tuesday night with Education to Excellence with your host, Bruce Beichman. You'll benefit from insightful shows featuring guests that are proven experts in their field. Little-known facts on how to improve your health by making one very simple change in your morning routine. If you're a high school graduate or working adult and a bachelor's, master's, or doctorate degree from an accredited college would change your life, you won't want to miss this. Education to Excellence. Shift your career into high gear without ever attending a traditional college class. Learn investment strategies from proven experts who have a track record of helping normal individuals build abnormal wealth. Check out their website, education2excellence.com. Then join us for the show, Education to Excellence, with your host, Bruce Beichman. Tuesday nights at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on toginet.com. Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Help us out, put your name at the top of his list and a statue. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey everyone, it's Robin Boyd here on Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck. And today's guest is Lisa Cypress-Kamen. She is the host of Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio here on Toginet. And i got to tell you, Lisa, your songs are just as fun. And I feel like sometimes I'm on hold and you start singing along and the person comes back from hold and there you are singing along. (laughs) (laughs) I do that. You've got fun music on your show, too, and it's just really great. Uh, I wanted to um, mention you have something coming up in Utah. In It's October, isn't it? Um, yes, October 14th through 17th at the Sundance Resort. We will be holding our first weekend workshop retreat of Harvesting Happiness for Heroes. And this is specifically for couples. We are actually going to be working with 15 uh, men and women, uh, from recent uh, returnees and their partners on Harvesting Happiness. We will be screening the film that I co-produced with my daughter, Kayla, who just turned 14 yesterday. I want to give oh her that. Oh, my gosh. 
the birthday shout out. (laughs) And we use this documentary film about human happiness and human flourishing as a passive tool to engage people, to get people to ask the questions of themselves. What is it that gives me joy? What is it that makes my heart sing? Because when we ask these questions, not only do we sort of interrupt the the negative loops that can go on for people who Mm -hmm. fret and who are anxious and who are depressed, but also once we sort of claim what it is that gives us joy, we can actively make a plan to go after it and achieve it, which is another part of positive psychology, which is making goals that are... um, achievable, that that stretch us, that give us the good kind of anxiety, the good kind of, of stress that make us stretch ourselves. Sure. And that sure. is something that, that, you know, none of us really should be living a stress-free life. And I think it's important to put that into perspective, that if we're living a completely stress-free life, we're not growing. Well, that's very, very true. And put it, you're right, putting it into perspective, that's there again, the, the, uh, the, the phrase that really is important. We're not overwhelmed by either side. It, we just really need to have that perspective. Uh, before yes. we move on to something else, though, uh, let's let everybody know where they can find more information about Utah. They can find information at www. Uh, dot hh the number four and then heroes h-e-r-o-e-s dot org mm-hmm. and there is a promo on the homepage specifically for sundance and they can find me there they can reach me uh through lisa at what is your dot com and i love getting emails i love getting calls i love engaging with people we have a really nice platform on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness. We've got close to 10,000 people, which is so exciting. That is that, so exciting. Yeah. And that so many people just now finding you and, and, and obviously sharing and telling their friends, and, and it's really growing. That's wonderful, yes. Lisa. Yeah, it's 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 very exciting, and I, I want to add one thing that um, into into the mix that we're talking about mm-hmm. positive psychology, and that is really self knowledge. You know, Aristotle, an ancient philosopher, said that in order to be happy, we have to know thyself. And I think that you know, uh, it's been said that ninety percent of the world's woes come from people not knowing themselves, their abilities, their frailties, and even their real virtues. Most of us go through life complete strangers to ourselves. Wow. What an interesting thought that is. Yes. Because how, and how true. Once, once you've said that, that really is, is impactful, if that is a word. I, I just really like that. I, I do, too, because what it offers is the opportunity to turn the light on to the dark sides of our personality. And people who are um, challenged with combat stress, the, the, the soldier and the family members, oftentimes if we can just shine a light on it and sort of get it out in the open, it, it takes the fear away. And mm-hmm. we're off. We're fearful of the fear. And once we can demystify the fear and understand that it's part of our humanness and part of our experience, and we can create a plan to work to get beyond to the other side of the fear, magic happens. You know, lives yeah. are transformed. 
Well, and, and you know, when you talk about fear, you know, I, I know a little bit about fear. Um, <laughs> yeah, <in> me too. <laughs> life changes and life situations. You're right, because, you know, fear keeps us paralyzed. Fear makes it impossible for us to think. I mean, you know, it's like fear is a catalyst, meaning fear is like, you know, getting us to a therapist, getting us to friends, getting us to what we need to move forward is one thing. But if most listeners are probably like me, where fear stops you dead in your tracks and you don't know what to do and you hope it goes away or you ignore it or you focus on something else, you know, things that don't really get to the bottom of it, you know, fear is the human emotion and it's like that flight or fight. And I'm telling you, I don't have the fight, I got the flight, man. I'm out the open door when I get afraid. And, you know, I think a lot of people are that way. And recognizing that about myself and, you know, service members and their families recognizing how they deal with things can give you relief because then you don't feel like you're going crazy. Yes, and oftentimes um, we self-medicate. I mean, this is this is a very common problem, especially amongst the military, where you have um, a soldier that returns, and they're they're sort of seemingly normal on the outside, and they go on a drinking bender, you know, a continual drinking bender to numb the emotions, to numb the fear that they have over what they're going through and, you know, learning tools to get beyond this sort of destructive behavior because it just creates a loop that repeats itself. It doesn't really address the fear is instrumental in getting past it and, and, and reclaiming joy in one's life. Well, and on the flip side, Lisa, you know, what I've seen with my friends whose husbands or actually I have a girlfriend who's or a, a, a guy friend whose girlfriend suffers from PTSD, it trickles down to the family. You know, it's like, you know, these PTSD doesn't exist in a vacuum. And so, you know, you have the, the service member coming home, you know, doing their dance and dealing it within their way. But, you know, then there's that kind of equal and opposite reaction. And I see with my girlfriends, some of them, you know, they become hyper-focused on their kids, hyper-focused on their families. Uh, two of my girlfriends do what I do, which is like stop eating, you know, to try to control the situation. You don't eat. And then another girlfriend of mine eats everything in sight. You know, we, we cope, you know, because the whole family shifts. Uh, when the service member comes home, and this is beyond reintegration, you know, you know, coming back from deployment issues. Mm-hmm. Yes. Lisa has, uh, I'm sure, some, what would be some points that we could be a, consider a starting point, uh, some, some tips or some tools that would be a starting point to, to uh, process? Well, I would say probably one of the number one tools, and it's been said over and over and over again, not just by me, but by everybody who's working with these tools and who has common sense, that expressing gratitude is a huge and simple intervention that anybody can make at any time. And I do mm-hmm. use it very successfully with the men and women that I'm working with. In fact, they now have journals that I ask them to track um, three times a day or three um, expressions of gratitude a day in of what they're of what they're grateful for. You know, and it can be something really simple like that icy cold soda that I was able to get at the 7-Eleven for 89 cents, how good that tasted. Or um, the lady at the dry cleaners that, you know, gave me a coupon to come back, you know, next week, you know, for 50% off one item. They don't have to be um, huge, huge things. The, um, you know, my, my daughter or my son saying, I love you, mommy, or I love you, mm-hmm. daddy. Yeah. These are very small, very subtle interventions that 
also change our minds. And when you change your mind, you change your world. Yeah. Well, and Lisa, I want to point out to, you know, the people listening today that, you know, we live in a country that is, you know, money-driven and drug-driven and, um, you know, pharmaceutical companies, and, and there is a place for all those things. But this is an option for families to do something to help their situation, whether it's the service member going to the point of gratitude or the service member's family and teaching the kids to go to the point of gratitude in a difficult situation that doesn't require any out-of-pocket costs. There's no copayment. There's no shrink needed. There's no, you know, vial of anything. This is something you can do for yourself simply um, and effectively. Indeed, and it does not replace uh, a clinical treatment. And I really want to be very, very specific because that you know there are many people out there that are uh, need need intervention on a clinical uh, level, and this is not a. Uh, a psychiatric intervention. This is a, an emotional intervention with coaching tools that anybody can use at any time. It's not just relegated to trauma and adversity. It's really, you know, it's everyday life. It's everyday life on steroids because if it can work really well in adverse circumstances, think about how we could integrate it into our daily lives and just be happier. Well, and, you know, and, and the thing is, it's like any port in a storm at this point. You know, all these different tools, whether it's, you know, guided meditation, whether it's yoga, whether it's, you know, traditional talk therapy or, um, you know, physical therapy or, you know, all the different therapies, drug therapy, chemical therapy, all these different tools that were available that are becoming available to our service members and their families, you kind of got to try them all and figure out what works. Yes, and it may be, uh, you know, no, no pun intended, but a cocktail. It may be a blend or a hybrid of many different things. I, it, in my workshops, we use yoga, we use vision boarding, we use many, many tools that are seemingly unconventional, but people are responding to because in, in some cases they're desperate. What they've been doing has not worked. So why not try something that's kind, legal, and low cost, you know? Free, free even. That's the best part of it. Free, exactly. Lisa, this has been an amazingly fast hour. It always is with you. You're such a joy. We love having you, and I hope that you'll keep us in tune with all that's happening at Harvesting Happiness for Heroes. Uh, please check out the website, hh 4 the number 4, heroes.org, to find out more about Lisa and Lisa's projects and the workshop that's coming up at Sundance, Utah in October. You'll definitely want more information about that. And next week we want everybody to join us because we have Debbie Nichols who wrote Deployed Grandparents Being Parents. And I can't wait for that. I have some family that has had similar issues, so we'll want to be sure to tune in next week to Military Mom Talk Radio. For Sandra Beck, this is Robin Boyd. And for Doris Rivas-Brecky, we'll be back next week. Thanks, everyone.